This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. As we continue with our business radio roundtable, a pleasure to be joined once again by Randy Zuckerberg, who you hear is the host of Randy Zuckerberg Means Business every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, right after we get done on Wharton Business Daily here on Sirius XM 132. Randy, great to have you back with us for a few moments. Wonderful to be here. Your your show is a tough act to follow because you're so amazing on air, but uh, I do my best. Stop with that. Oh, come on. You carry you carry a lot of the weight on this channel, so thank you very much. You do a great job. Hey, l- let me start, and, and, and we've talked with you on a variety of different topics, and there's a couple of points I wanted to, to jump on right at the outset, one being women in the world of tech. And, and where you see it is right now, because obviously the pandemic had an impact on women in the workplace in general over the last three years. But where you think we are right now and where we may be headed over the next few years? Yeah, you know, it's uh, no doubt that um, the pandemic had a huge impact on all of this. And even as the world comes out of, of the pandemic, Um, What we're seeing is both a lot of new opportunity that unlocked with remote work, um, but also a lot of challenges with uh, women stepping out of the workforce in record numbers and with financing to women founders uh, dropping to some of the lowest numbers in decades that we've seen. Now, of course, the overall market is down and venture funding is down almost 70 percent from last uh, quarter into new startups and uh, whenever that happens, it does disproportionately affect women and diverse founders. We know that the other part to that story is also the future and, and thinking about uh, young girls in middle school and high school and thinking about tech as a career. How is that side to the story advancing in your mind? Yeah, you know, that's where I'm definitely a lot more optimistic. Um, uh Schools, uh, definitely, I mean, it's almost unheard of today to have a school that doesn't have some kind of STEM and coding curriculum. Um, A lot of the interesting developments in AI, you might have seen over the last few weeks that almost everyone in your social feed has been posting um, selfies that were generated by artificial intelligence, uh, an app called Lenza. I think uh, that's going to unlock so many opportunities for design, for um, for coding, for so many things for young people who are growing up today and who are inspired and motivated by what artificial intelligence can unlock. So um, I- I'm definitely a lot more optimistic when I look at the world through that lens. Well, and then I think you have to be just optimistic in general about where a lot of this technology is taking us because of the younger generation and it's it's easier i think it's safe to say it's easier than for them than me as a 50 something you know to have that understanding and and you know they've kind of grown up in it and and what that's going to mean for tech and innovation in tech moving forward absolutely and you know i spend a lot of time doing lectures about the metaverse and web3 and sometimes you know i i, I do that and the, the eyes are glazing over people just they don't get why people would spend money inside a game or inside something and then i walk downstairs in my own home and my 11 year old will turn to me and be like hey mom can i like buy some pokemon coins yeah. to like dress my avatar and i'm like that's what i was just talking about for two hours with adults and so i think a lot of us we don't 
speak metaverse as a first language, but my 11-year-old does. And, uh, you know, a lot of the kids that surround us do, and that's who's going to be building this future. That being said, and obviously the last couple of weeks have, have have really been a challenge in many cases for uh, the world of cryptocurrency with what has gone on with FTX. And, and I think maybe that, you know, while there is a separation between some of these elements, I think there is also a connection as well. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on, on how, if FTX will impact a lot of what you know, could potentially be beneficial moving forward in the short term, or maybe even it's a it's more of a of a longer term process. Thinking about where we're going to go over the next few years. Yeah. Oh, Dan, I have all the thoughts on FTX. Um, it's you know, uh, first of all, what I will say is that this was not a failure of Web three. This was a failure of a company and an individual. Um, that being said, when you know. It definitely illustrated the crazy hype cycle that everyone was in with crypto and Web3 earlier this year. I mean, basically, all you had to do in a pitch deck was say that you worked in crypto and people were throwing money at you. Yeah. They weren't diligencing founders and entrepreneurs well enough. There there weren't uh, the checks and balances that needed to take place inside companies managing this level of money. And um, I do think this was a huge wake-up call to the entire industry and uh, unfortunately, I do think it has a ripple effect in consumer confidence around crypto in the industry that, that will set the industry back quite a while. Does blockchain then maybe help to provide a little bit more solace in terms of where that development is going? Because it, there, there, there seems to be a lot of belief about, you know, the, the scalability of, of blockchain and how many kind of touch points it can have as we move forward. Absolutely. I think anything that uh, brings transparency and accountability, which the that's the entire premise of the blockchain, is that you can see everything that's happening. Um, I think that that's going to be necessary to bringing a lot of the confidence back. Uh, I also think that, you know, the number one thing stemming out of this is going to be what happens uh, with the government and regulatory issues. I think it's become quite clear that there does need to be regulation in this industry and uh, how you do it in a way that doesn't stifle innovation and growth but makes consumers feel protected. Uh, I think that's going to be extremely key to this industry moving forward. Longer term, do you see cryptocurrency as an actual currency that has a, a high level of usage, uh, you know, across the world, or is it more of, of an investment platform that seemingly a lot of people believe that it is right now? Yeah, you know, it's, that's a really interesting question. And uh, where I actually get really excited is around, like, real-world applicable use cases. And, and what I see right now is kind of, I think, loyalty points. And, and reward systems yeah. are probably the the fastest real world use case. Like Starbucks just announced and launched their own membership program using crypto and NFTs. I think a lot of us we are familiar already with earning airline points yeah. and earning uh, earning things, and you know, in a way that's like a little bit of a fake currency, yeah. an airline point or a Starbucks point. Um, there's really nothing that's so different about that from Bitcoin or Ethereum, uh, except that that's uh, on, on a blockchain. So 
uh, I think when you start to give people tools to actually be able to use some of these currencies in the real world, that's when you'll you'll really start seeing them take off in a mass way. Quickly, in about 30 seconds, if you can, what are you most focused on going into 2023 in and around a lot of this? I'm really focused around art and the creator economy. I think there's an un, just a huge opportunity with Web3 to put artists back to work, to allow them to earn a living for what they love and allow them to get secondary royalties and kind of make money in their sleep from yeah. their art. Yeah. So that's what I'm hugely focused on. Randy, as always, great to have you with us. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dan. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Randy Zuckerberg, host of Randy Zuckerberg's Randy Zuckerberg Means Business, every Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern time, right here on Sirius XM 132. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.